Hello, my name is Michael Coplitz, and I've been a pastor for over 20 years. I am an avid biblical researcher, and I do share that work in my sermons. This sermon is a part of my series titled Worship by Subject. Every passage of the Bible has a message to it. So you may want to pull out your Bible and follow along. I use the New American Standard 1995 Bible translation. However, any Bible you have will do. So let's come together to hear the word of the Lord and a message from their reading. Now, this message is from Mark chapter 6, verses 7 to 13. And the title is, Do Not Let Materialism Overtake Your Spirituality. Hopefully you've have a chance to read this sometime, this passage, and you'll note that there are several themes in it. Materialism is one of them. Jesus had to get his disciples to divest themselves of material needs before they could be useful at building the kingdom of heaven. However, the disciples were not yet trained in how to accomplish this. How could they be expected to release all of their beliefs about materialism so quickly? Therefore, Jesus could have tested them to learn how much work he needed to put into their education. Your desire for materialism over spirituality can be discovered by taking a moment and reflecting on your giving to your church's work. How much of your total income do you give? Now, this is a taboo subject in most churches. When tithing sermons are presented, they are generally accompanied by rejection. The Bible says a tithe is 10%. Well, where in the world did this come from? Well, when Abraham met Melchizedek, the priest of Salem, Salem, by the way, is the old name for Jerusalem, he immediately gave him 10% of everything he had in thanksgiving to the Lord. Imagine if tithing was considered offering thanksgiving to the Lord. Would members of the church give more then? United Methodist reports indicate that people give about 1.8% of their income to the church. Far cry from 10%. So what do you give to thank the Lord for your blessings? Materialism was a problem in Jesus' day also. It is challenging to live in this world and not be concerned about materials. After all, one does need food and shelter to live. Our world is the only place in the Lord's creation where materialism and spirituality exist. Our journey in this world is to come to understand that spirituality matters more than materialism. It's simple to say, difficult to live out. The hospitality of the ancient Near East does not exist today. Even charity work has changed drastically in the United States. Who fed the hungry people in the 1930s during the Great Depression? Well, the church did quite a bit of it because helping others is more important than hoarding. Over the decades, the federal government has pushed the church aside so that people would become more dependent on the government and not the blessings of the Lord through his church. Materialism has pushed many people far away from faith and dependency on the Lord and placed it on the government. One can say that the federal government of the United States is now considered a god. That's a lower G, by the way. Why? 
Well, God is defined as the all-powerful force that provides for people's needs. Is that not what the federal government is attempting to do? And yes, for many people it does. Socialism is a form of materialism. It is the idea that everything must be shared equally between all people. Socialism has failed everywhere it has been implemented because an elite class of people form at the top of the socialism structure and take everything they want and everything they need. They expect everyone who is not an elite to share everything they have. Their hypocrisy is clear to the people who have to give up their materials and their money to those who want more but give nothing to receive it. In the ideal world, only spirituality would exist. Oh yes, that world does exist. We call it heaven. Since we live in a dual world, materialism is a significant concern. People must learn how to live in a material and spiritual world at the same time. Jesus warning us is that we must not allow materialism to be our number one driving force in the world. However, wait a moment. The church is not following Jesus in this respect. By not taking anything but a staff, the disciples were being shown that they were being paid the same amount to do the Messiah's work, which is pretty much nothing because it's spiritual, not material. In today's church, as a person moves from pastoring a small church to a medium church to a large church, and then to the episcopacy, that's the bishops, the annual salary and benefits increase astronomically. A bishop earns a higher salary than the rural church pastor. <clears throat> Should not the church have equal equity for all clergy? Jesus' words in this passage can indeed be interpreted that way. Many clergy folks see their work for the church as a career. A large part of the career is to move up the ladder of success to earn more money. Thus, the church is not suppressing the materialistic aspect of the world, but is emphasizing it. Avoid the trap of materialism. It is so easy to fall into. Coming to know the Lord and his ways is more important than the materialism of the world. The bottom line is that a person has to balance the two. If an error in emphasis happens, it is better to be on the spiritual side than on the material side. May the Lord bless you in the hearing and the study of his word. And as always, Shalom.